How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death and my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. This is the word of the Lord. And let us pray together. Gracious God, open our ears, our hearts, our minds this day to hear your word, to hear your word spoken anew to us in this moment, in this time. And having heard your word, strengthen us so that we might go forth from this place to live as your faithful disciples. For we pray this in the name of Christ, our Savior. Amen. A man was taking it easy one day and lying on the grass and looking up at the clouds. He was identifying different shapes in the clouds and then decided to talk to God. He said, God, how long is a million years God answered and said, in my frame of reference, a million years is about a minute. Then the man continued and he said, God, how much is a million dollars? God answered, to me, it's but a penny. The man then asked, God, can I have a penny? And God answered, in a minute. It all depends on your perspective. I love the story of John Bowes, the chairman of Whammo Corporation, which makes frisbees. And they once participated in a charity effort to send thousands of those plastic discs to Angola in Africa. He thought the children would enjoy playing with them. And several months later, a representative of the company visited one of the orphanages in the area where they had sent the frisbees. And as he was being shown around the place, one of the nuns who worked there thanked him, thanked him for their donations of plates that the company sent. 
She told him how the children were enjoying eating their meals from them and how they'd even discovered that they could use them upside down to carry and drink water. And in fact, some of the children were so gifted that they could even catch fish with them. The salesman was very confused by all of this and he actually took one of the frisbees out of his bag and said, well, these are actually frisbees and he showed the nun how they worked. At which point the nun got very excited and said she would be delighted to share with the children that now they would also be able to enjoy them as toys. It's all a matter of perspective. The children had needs far beyond what John Bowes could imagine. He could not meet all of those needs, and yet he did what he could. He sent them frisbees, and those children were able to take that gift and transform it into what they needed. Our two psalms this morning that you read so beautifully, might I add, those two psalms seem to offer a very different perspective about the relationship that we can find ourselves in with God. And yet both psalms are attributed to David. Psalm 13 is a psalm of lament. And while scholars can't pinpoint exactly when it was written or why it was written, what it was written in reference to, there are many moments in David's life where we could perhaps think about David penning such words. It could have come at a time when David was in fear of his life because Saul was conspiring to kill him out of jealousy. It could have come at a time when, his, when he was facing betrayal from his own son, Absalom. It could have been written in response to the grief that he felt over the loss of his friendship with Jonathan. It could have come at a time when David had suffered some military loss. The truth is, there are many times in King David's life when we can imagine him saying to God, How long, O Lord? How long, O Lord? Those words that are repeated over and over again by the psalmist this morning, perhaps are words that you have uttered in some form in your own life in the past year or the past month, or maybe just in the past few hours. This week, as we celebrate July 4th, it is, of course, another time in our lives when we can stop to celebrate all that is great and amazing about this country. But also, it's perhaps a time to remember, to remember that those who first wrote that Declaration of Independence had high hopes and dreams. Interestingly enough, this week as I was cleaning out one of my son's bedrooms, I found a copy of the Constitution, the US Constitution. I have no idea how long it had been under the bed. It doesn't look like it had been thumbed through recently, but I did take a moment. I took a moment just to open it and look at it, to be reminded again of those lofty ideals we hold those truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
A lot has changed in our world since 1776. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness elude so many. And you and I may cry, how long, O Lord, as we grapple with the challenge and pain of our own lives. We might utter words like them as we reflect on the injustices that exist in our world for so many people. We may struggle to make sense of our own comfort and prosperity in a world that is filled with poverty and hunger and disease. We may pray those words as we hold up, lift up in prayer those known to us who are dealing with grief or illness. As I thought about the words of Psalm 13, I also was drawn to the words of Psalm 23, a very different psalm, but also attributed to David. But it's a psalm of hope and comfort, a psalm, of course, known to many of us because it is read most frequently at funerals. When we gather to seek out the promises and reminders of God's faithfulness, God's presence in our lives. And as I was thinking about those two psalms, it struck me that maybe many of us vacillate between those two psalms in our lives of faith on a, on a fairly regular basis. We go from, how long, O Lord, to declaring, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Perhaps it's the news that challenges our faith on a daily basis, or perhaps it's our own personal situation, some situation that we are struggling with and struggling to find God's plan for our lives. Perhaps we are struggling to hold on to the promises of God amidst the doubts of our faith. Perhaps we're tired and worn out from dealing with our own illness or the illness of a loved one. The writer of Psalm 13 begins in a place of despair. He feels unnoticed by God. He wants God's attention. He wants God to pay attention to him and to his situation. He wants God to provide some peace, some comfort. He wants to feel God's love and care. I wonder, have you ever found yourself in that place? Have you ever felt forgotten or abandoned by God? Have you ever felt that God had simply walked away, leaving you to your own devices? Perhaps you have wondered where God is in our world, a world that seems often overwhelming in its need. Day after day, it seems the psalmist is filled with sorrow, feeling that the enemy always has the upper hand, Perhaps it's not an unfamiliar feeling for us. And yet, even as we move through Psalm 13, the writer is able to move to a place of greater clarity, an acknowledgement of God's provision. Perhaps it's all about perspective. Staying in relationship with God in our times of trial and tribulation. Trusting. Trusting that God can and will bring comfort and hope. John Bowes gave frisbees to hungry and thirsty children, 
and they saw a way to fish, to eat, and to carry water. It was just a change of perspective. Looking at an object with a a different point of view, with a different set of eyes. Seems to me that Psalm 23 is written through that different set of eyes. It is written with the eyes of faith, the eyes that can appreciate God's presence and strength in the midst of the difficulties. Those difficulties still exist, but the psalmist is able to rest in the promises of God and in God's provision. The story of David is certainly the story of changing perspectives. From the forgotten son to the hero shepherd boy to the anointed king, David had it all. But sometimes when we think we have it all, we forget our need for God. David gave in to his own weaknesses and committed great sins, but he didn't forget God. He recognized his need for repentance and forgiveness. He recognized his need to trust in God for rescue and deliverance. And that lesson had to be learned over and over again. The life of every disciple, it seems to me, is filled with similar hills and valleys. But the question is, can we keep looking with eyes of faith? Can we hold on to the perspective found in Psalm 23? Can we trust in God to provide, to carry, to strengthen, to protect us all the days of our lives? Dr. Charles Allen is a beloved Methodist minister, and he tells the story of a friend who came to see him one day. His friend was nervous and tense, and he had literally worried himself sick. The man's physician had suggested that he see his minister. They talked for a while, and then Allen took a pad of paper from his desk drawer. He said, if you went to see a doctor, He would give you a prescription, and that's what I want to do. Alan said, take the prescription exactly as I write it, five times a day for seven days. I want you to read prayerfully and carefully the 23rd Psalm. When you awaken, before your feet even touch the floor, read the Psalm. Before each meal, read the psalm and at bedtime right before you turn off the light and try to sleep read the psalm charles allen says that in a week his friend returned literally a different person the power of psalm 23 is a prescription for the problems and pressures of many of our days and one of the things that we need if we are to live a life of faith is something big enough to encounter the challenges. The psalmist begins where we all need to begin, with a change in perspective that reminds us that we can and should place our trust in God. How long, O Lord? How long, O Lord, was the repeated cry of of the psalmist, but also Also, the repeated reminders that we find in Psalm 23 is that God is with us. God walks with us. 
God makes us lie down in green pastures. God provides for our every, need, our every need. God refreshes us. God guides us. God walks with us through the shadows of our lives. God prepares a table for us. God anoints us, gives us blessings, blessings so much that our cup overflows. God provides a place for us to rest, to rest in his comfort and hope so that we might dwell in his presence forever. I invite you this week, wherever you are in your journey of faith, to take that prescription that Charles Allen wrote for his friend. I challenge you, I challenge you to begin and end each day by reading the 23rd Psalm. And if you're so inclined, read it before each meal as well. It won't do you any harm. Read the Psalm morning and evening. Remind yourself over and over again of God's care, of God's love, of God's provision. Remind yourself that wherever you are in your life, whatever challenges you face, and whatever burdens you carry for yourself or for the world, God is sufficient. God will provide. God can be trusted. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.